Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What are we going to do about it? That's the thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know. What's the What's the polite? Uh, I mean, I get it a well, little. I don't think polite is. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, pass how can laws. We nicely, yeah. We need to pass laws where men but aren't how... allowed to speak in public. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> polite. That's the only a solution. reasonable, measured law outlawing male Banning speech in public <laughs> and uh, just all male behavior. Right. Yeah, just stay inside, men. That would be yeah. great. I'm ducking out. You're ducking out. Let's dive out together, see what it's all about. Diving out, diving out, diving out, diving out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out. We're just a couple of ladies who love ladies and <laughs> let that color our views of the world, especially when it comes to men who are really outdoing themselves to prove over and over that they are the worst. I'm Carolyn Berchier. <laughs> And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with comedian and writer Mae Wilkerson on the topic of bisexuality. Hello. Oh, sorry. Was I allowed to say hello? You're allowed to say hi. Cool. Cool. Mae, really, this podcast is just a a ruse to to get you here because I haven't seen you in a while. So I thought maybe if I have a podcast 13 episodes in, Uh I'll invite Mae and then we'll finally hang out. I'm so flattered. I actually actually planned the whole thing. I actually planted the seed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like an inception type thing. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I met you, I was like, podcast, podcast, podcast. Have a podcast. Um, do love a good podcast hang. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to hang out. It really is. It's the only way I hang it's out. It's the only way I <laughs> yeah. hang out. It's the only too. way I have time to hang out. It is most of my social anybody. activity, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have time for a social life because the MTA has oh decided God. to take over all the free time I have. <laughs> uh, to anyone listening out there who is thinking of moving to New York, don't. Don't do <laughs> Don't. My life has been so much better since yeah. I moved to New York, and it's still not worth it right. for the frustration. I've, it I'm isn't. near homicidal this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it's worse now because it's cold out. So for some reason, for me, I get the stress I get uh, during like MTA bullshit when I have a coat on is like 500 times amplified than when I'm just wearing like normal clothes or, you know, like a t shirt and jeans or something. Yeah. I can handle a lot in a t shirt and jeans. But when I have a, a parka on and everyone, and I'm just like, I'm sweating and it's hot down there or it's freezing or it's freezing hot and it's just like it's freezing but you're hot. I don't know. It's it's just the worst. It's the absolute worst and it makes everything And then once you get on the train bigger with the Yeah, coat yeah, on. everyone's bigger so then you're all it's touching. True. Yeah. Which is which is also worse but and a thousand degrees. Yeah. Just like yeah. just sweating. Just so I'm just like a little sweating. a little toaster oven inside my coat just baking my body and making my heart rate go up and my anxiety level through the roof. And, and when it's cold out, there's more homeless people, bless them, right. uh, trying to stay warm on the train, but also... I'm not even mm, mad at them. 
Uh, I know. I'm always like, I'm, I feel like I'm just one, like I could be you yeah. any second now. Like I'm about to lose my mind too. Yeah. I can just see myself I'm just going I'm completely crazy, yeah. forgetting where I live. And then now I just live on the train and I'm I wonder that too. I'm money. like, what if that started with just some innocuous little problem that just snowballed into like, oh, I mean, who knows? Probably. That's how it starts. <laughs> let me tell you. It yeah. Was. Especially but now. But for the grace of God, go I. <laughs> there, there are high tech homeless people now mm-hmm. uh, that now that New York City has these little um, Wi-Fi hubs yeah, that you can charging station, I things. literally walked by a homeless man who had his his phone plugged in and then was um, on some type of tablet, uh, not not an iPad because he's right. homeless, right? But <laughs> one of the more affordable tablets. Yeah, if you don't have a, a if Kindle you have a, Fire situation, <laughs> if you have a Kindle Fire, you're probably homeless. <laughs> You're one step away from being homeless. Homeless or my nine-year-old nephew who received one of those for his birthday last year from me. Well, (laughs) keep an eye on him because that's a slippery slope, Sarah. Starts with Minecraft. It's the gateway candle. Yeah, it's really interesting how those have become hubs for homeless people. That's what they are now. I've never seen one that isn't. Yeah, it's fine. I would take advantage of it too. It's It's literally all they have. It's all they have. I'll let them have Wi-Fi. Sorry, Uh, you can have this hub (laughs) for Wi-Fi. Yeah, (laughs) Um, the system will not allow for you to have food or shelter. But you know, here's some Wi-Fi, buddy. We are going to fall desperately short in taking care of your mental state or any other like civic responsibility we have for our people in the world. Sorry, buddy. They need to be able. You can have some of the internet that we already have. <laughs> Just a little window. This internet that's floating around in the air and should be free yeah, is exactly. not. It's insane. Hey, it's they, insane. Need, they need to log into WebMD. Yeah. To put in their symptoms since that's the only health Just like the rest of us. No kidding. I'm telling you, we're not that different. I, oh I think that all the time in New York. Yeah, when I see homeless people. I'm I know. Just like, I'm like, I'm one now. major emergency away from this. Like, yeah. if you really think about it. Like, one big problem away from, like, almost getting to that point. Like, it's just pure luck that I've survived this long. And, like, a supportive family. Yeah, the supportive family. And a stable job (laughs) and, you know, mental health, whatever. But It is, like, but it's a lot of privilege. It is. It's just between us and... There's a few, yeah, there's some layers of privilege that if if those were to be ripped away from me for some reason, it would... It would be hard not to end up that way, I think. Totally. For a lot of yeah. people. I and I can also see myself I could see myself embracing it. Like <laughs> for a second, just being like, mm-hmm. This is it. This is my what I Yeah. This this is easier. I've always wanted to wear five. Sorry, I, I always yeah. make people's podcasts really sad right off the bat. That's okay. <laughs> That's what I do. That's kind of my thing. Oh man. The sadness comedian. <laughs> I'm just here to dump a cold bucket of water on all this fun you're having. So homelessness, we all could be there any second now. So every day, just be grateful. I'm fun. Follow me on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle? Yeah. Shut up, May. Yeah, that's well, why. Is it really? Oh my god, that's, that's amazing. It's yeah, great. Thanks. I love that. I hate everything that I say. <laughs> hey, speaking of WebMD and healthcare, I got my annual physical this week. Uh-huh. Uh, because it's free mm-hmm. if you have healthcare, and but then they tried to trick you into doing things that aren't free. Ah, so you have to question everything because they keep saying, "Well, we'll screen for this." I'm like, "Wait, wait, is that included?" And then the doctors are so <laughs> taken aback when you question the cost of things. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, aren't, "Isn't your insurance going to cover?" I'm like, "I have a fifteen hundred dollar deductible yeah. that renews January first. So if it can wait until January first, then." Please, let, yeah. let, let's wait. So 
the doctor tells me I have a heart murmur and that they need to do an echocardiogram ASAP. I'm like, can it wait till January? Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to tell you that. If something happens and you end up in the hospital, I'm like, what? That, I think it can I'm wait. Fine. But also, that sounds incredibly – like, the longer the word is, I just assume that – it multiplies how much money it's going to cost. Yeah. An echocardiogram. Yeah. Pic- pictures of my heart because it beats yeah. a little funny. Come on. You're like, what am I, the 1%? Yeah. <laughs> <That's not funny. laughs> and then what am I, I Vanderbilt? No, I've, I can't get this. Yeah. I'm clearly a creative person. What are you doing? Well, and, and then she freaked me out uh, because she pressed down on, on my stomach and it hurt, but that's because I have. What's well, she pressed down on your stomach? <laughs> well, she pressed down on my stomach. <laughs> Uh, I also, not a normal thing to I'm do to someone, I'm going to smack you in the, the head with this little hammer and tell me if it hurts. <laughs> I, I, I have Crohn's disease. I'm going to punch you in the face a couple times and uh, tell me if it hurts. Okay. <laughs> but she told me that if, if it hurt over the weekend to go to the hospital. What? I'm like, what? No, I'm, I'm fine. Oh I'm, I'm literally fine. I'm not like doubled over in pain or anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have intestine problems a little bit. Mm-hmm. So does everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because we've been eating chemicals for yeah. <laughs> our entire lives. Our intestines are miles long, and we've been clogging them with chemically altered crap for our yeah. whole lives. I'm pretty sure my intestines are, like, as thin as tissue paper right now. So, yeah, they're going to hurt a little bit if you press I on them. I think mine are just full of gum. That's yeah. just how I imagine <laughs> Just so much gum. Yeah. This, I swallowed <laughs> you- a lot of gum in the late 90s that I'm sure is, like, still working its way through there. That's what they say. I wasn't very smart in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, I'm still not. I, still have, I, I chew a lot of gum. Some of it does not get spit out. I don't know where it goes, but probably my small intestine. <laughs> Sorry, this is that's amazing. This, no. got, this got really gross, but I'm not the one who brought up intestines. To be no. fair, yeah, I almost I feel mean, like having your intestines full of gum would probably be better. Like that would just protect you from absorbing whatever. Yeah, gum is like, like not. Lined by gum. Yeah, gum is a very unforgiving substance. Like I'm sure it's very like it's like Teflon for your intestines. Yeah, that's true. Wow, that might explain. I'm gonna swallow a ton of gum now as a prevent for preventative reasons. And then you never have to go to the doctor. So I mean, look at Sh- uh, Sean Spicer. That was his thing, right? That he swallowed yeah. a lot of gum. <laughs> And he never had to go to the with all like the stress that you think that that yeah. man had to deal with that he never had to like well the gum go is what the fills the ulcers I think in that I think, point yeah no I think it, it was preventing like, the ulcers like a Hoover Dam situation like a repair on his stomach from the gum uh, that's great yeah I gotta say when everyone was making fun of him for eating all that gum I was just keeping pretty silent <laughs> I was like, You're I, like wow do I identify like, with Sean Spicer right now like, this is the one time I've been like guys are being a little hard on him. <laughs> You know, we don't sometimes, have to pick on him for everything. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when you're a really anxious person, you just have to you do something to relax gum. your your jaw. So you chew a lot of gum and it just disappears. Anyway. <laughs> Other than that, I just want you guys to know that I do not condone anything that the White yeah. House has done. Nobody spin this. Just into so you get the wrong idea. Pro Spicer comedian yeah. came onto the Ducking yeah, Out podcast. Like, <laughs> last friend of Sean Spicer. That'd be pretty juicy. <laughs> Also, I'm bisexual, so I could be like half like a homophobic Trump supporter and right. like half a lesbian. That's what <laughs> bisexuality like really means, the line right? there. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what bisexuality is. So maybe <laughs> like you go to Tony DeFranco concerts and you just yell at yourself, yeah. like "Get out, you dyke!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but I love the music. People are like, "Why is she having a meltdown?" Oh, she's bisexual. Okay, that makes oh, sense. that's why that, she's screaming to herself. That explains okay. everything. It's a tough. There, there, it's, it's, it's tough out there. 
I think she lives on the train. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I'm struggling. Oh, God. I just feel like I don't belong to any group, so I'm just going to stay on this train. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) So, May, we we did invite you on because you identify as bisexual. Uh, Can you tell us about your journey to coming out as bisexual? So I kind of tricked you because when you said that you were having me on the podcast, you said identify as bisexual, and I really wanted to go on the podcast. I identify as queer. Oh, okay. But I used to identify as bisexual. Okay. And then – See, it's been a while. And then I got – and then I (laughs) – so I'm sorry. But but you can talk about your your former – I can talk about my former life as being a bisexual, a hundred percent. Yes, I, um, I, I am. But I don't know how to start. I don't. So when so I was I mean, a child, they... I always felt like I had a sh- bowl cut, but wanted to wear dresses. It was confusing. <laughs> anyway, that's great. Is that where I start? Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with being wait, like, bisexual. Wait, when did you realize that you might be bisexual, or that, that or that you weren't straight? Um, I think when I was a kid, when like, you were a kid, for yeah. sure. I was definitely a queer. See, now I'm just more comfortable using the word queer, but a lot right. of that is because I've just learned about shame. Gen- I've learned about gender. <laughs> shame. <laughs> I'm shaming my former bisexual self for perpetrating um, a binary. A binary. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard that from, we had uh, Jess Solomon on the podcast, and she said the same thing, that she used to identify as bisexual, bisexual. but now she says she's pansexual, mm-hmm. just to pansexual. include I sh- everyone. I should look into that. Yeah, see, I definitely don't identify as pansexual, because I feel like I tend to date people closer to the non-binary yeah. spectrum. That makes sense. And so that just, it's like, why would I call myself bisexual when I'm not dating both men and women. Like it doesn't – it just doesn't make sense to me in my head. Mm-hmm. But it used to because I was attracted to women and men. So I just figured bisexual mm-hmm. is what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and pansexual, it sounds a little too whimsical. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it it. I'm exactly. like, look, I am not Peter Pan, okay? I am not an adult child no matter what you say. Yeah. <laughs> pansexual really does just make me think it, of Michael Jackson. Yeah, just it like just makes me, I don't getting know. Getting snow cones me, I just on Neverland Ranch. I imagine like Fern Gully for some reason is like where pansexuals are from. I don't know. That's like Wait, probably so actually, offensive to pansexuals listening to this. That sounds but, right, actually, I think. I, I mean, it sounds amazing. I'm I wanna, from Fern Gully is what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> Sexually, I am from Fern Gully. I want to clarify that I'm biking out is... fairies and guys hired by the woodcutting company to come in who get shrunk by a spell. No, that's literally my sexual fantasy. I cannot believe you just described that. Wow. Shrunk and lumberjacks. Is it that obvious? Wow. We welcome pansexuals here. We're not shitting on pansexuals. Shrunk and lumberjacks call me. Okay. ASAP. All right. Was this like in in, uh, high school, college kind of age or? I'm trying to think. Um, When I was, it's weird because I've always been I'm not – another thing about why bisexual isn't such a great word is I'm not a super sexual person. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. never been a very sexual person. So my attractions have always been emotional. Ever mm. since I was a little kid, it's just I latch on to people and I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And I and I am hyper-focused on that person. And that has always been mm-hmm. how how I've been my whole life. But it's not so much a sexual thing, sexual fantasies. I didn't have sex like I didn't really sexually fantasize about women, mm-hmm. but I also didn't really sexually fantasize about men. It was yeah. more about just like I want to be close to this specific person that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has always been the case. And I have felt that way about uh 
I would say majority men, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, and non-binary people mm-hmm. would be the groups that I have felt most attracted to. But when I was um, – but I've also had, like, lesbian relationships with cis women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I will say that is I that, relate to you and yeah. not yeah. having sexual fantasies about men. I've yeah. never, <laughs> I too have never sexually fantasized. Yeah, that was about my men. Sean Spicer gum chewing moment with you. I was like, oh no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I get not wanting to think about penises. I think, yeah. <laughs> penises are the chewing gum in this scenario. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like crazy about them either. Right, they're not. right. Yeah, they're just, they're like part of the deal. It's yeah. like, all right, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some women are really into it though. some women yeah. are yeah absolutely I mean so, they're okay they're okay it's like again it's specific it's person specific yeah. if I, it's like if I really like a person then I like their penis yeah mm-hmm. but in in concept conceptually I'm like ew yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. as a I theory but like in, in comedy when you're doing stand-up um a a big part of being successful with a joke is having a premise that everyone gets on board with. And for me, I have a hard time getting on board with these premises that are like super like, we want dick pics. I'm like, what? No, (laughs) no. (laughs) I don't know a thing. I I have a lot of straight female friends and not a single one of them has ever expressed. No one wants dick dick pics. Yeah. No one wants. Yeah. I know these women have to be out there, but I have never met one. And I know a lot of straight women, like I, and they are all just universally mortified by it. Yeah, they're like, I've never asked for for one. You get them, and they're just they they. So so this comic says that they're that, not that they only context. want uh, dick pics if they ask for them. So right. nobody wants unsolicited dick pics. Right? Who's soliciting a dick pic? Who's, I know that's what I'm saying. Like Here's, I don't even know where the point is where they're asking. For I them. know why because you want to keep them for later in case you break up. Oh yeah, and then you have, and then you can blackmail them. <laughs> oh, blackmail! I can get on board with that. I oh, think yeah. that's got to be it because I'm thinking about the reasons that women would solicit them. And for me, yeah. in my head, I'm like, yes, because that way I can win. <laughs> Maybe or like if they have a picture of me or something, then I would feel equal. Right. I, I think the next wave I'm of this. I wouldn't actually do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Uh, I think the next wave of this takedown of male predators is uh, soliciting dick pics right. of all the men you know. And then uh, when they do something shady, just like release it. Put it on Twitter. Uh, shrink <laughs> it in Photoshop. Yeah. And don't I'm keep sure the proportions already... straight. Just. Uh... I'm sure it's already trash. Yeah. It's fine. It's probably already pretty <laughs> gross. No Photoshopping necessary. But the thing about the the sexual predator guys is like they would, I don't think they'd be ashamed at all if a picture of their dick got out. You know, like. They'd be proud. That, yeah. The whole point of it is that they're far too proud of their dick. like, hey, in have the first you seen place. my dick pic? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it went viral. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if revenge porn works the same way with men as it does for women as far no, as, like, sure. really hitting a nerve. You know I no. clear up a lot of space on my phone. You're right. I'm going to delete all this <laughs> What am I doing? I'm just waiting for the right moment. <laughs> uh, so, May, now some of our listeners might be thinking that being attracted to both men and women is like being uh, offered a choice of entrees, and those <laughs> entrees are, let's say, like duck confit and uh, spam. And uh, sure, the duck confit can be complicated, but it's clearly the better option. Why, why mess with spam? I could not agree more. I think that um, I know it's you're being real subtle about it, but I actually know which genders you're talking about right there. <laughs> Um, and uh, uh, um, the, the metaphorical imagine, web that she's woven for you. <laughs> imagine being a duck person 
and I just, I don't know if I have a typical story. So I, I, I'm sorry if I am not sort of uh, really representing bisexuality. I think as a whole, I don't think I do. But you have to re- represent all of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're only having one episode on this May, so it rests on your shoulders. We chose very carefully. I just, you know, I worry because people get sensitive about stuff like this. So I, I just have to be clear that this is my experience. If, if any of our oh, listeners I, are sensitive, they would have left by now right. because okay, cool. we have. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know what I can't imagine misspoken the many burned. times. Yeah. <laughs> on this I, don't, I don't know. In regards to identity oh, and yeah. the way we use we throw are... around terms. So okay, go cool. for it. Go for I, it. Okay, cool. I just, I get, I, I get worried because I really legitimately don't want to offend people, but I also yeah. am a comedian and like what we do is inherently offensive because yeah. we're just, you have to talk about groups of people in a sort of generalizing way. Sure. It, to be funny sometimes. Maybe not. Um, maybe comedy is deeper than that. Um, uh, where were we? Um, <laughs> duck comfy. Duck comfy. <laughs> yes. Imagine that you're, you like duck comfy and you're uh, privileged enough to get to Try it mm. a bunch of times mm-hmm. regularly in college, and <laughs> and you're just like, wow, this is great. And then you leave college, and you kind of go out into the world, and then you go to a grocery store, and you crave spam, and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck. And then you, that's what. And happens. you hide it from your friends. <laughs> literally, you, enjoy you literally do. You are so ashamed, and you hate yourself, and you wake up every day like, God damn it, I have to eat spam again. <laughs> Spam doesn't return my text messages in a timely manner. Spam's not into me, and I think that's why I might be into spam. That might be why I think that I might have some work to do in therapy, and then once I figure out sort of my intimacy issues, I'll realize duck comfy all the way for (laughs) life. So that's that's the, perfect. That's the goal. That's a good answer. I think we can all relate <laughs> to, to indulging in things. Oh uh, yeah. Sure, I'm over thirty, but is it safe to say going through a spam phase? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that's great. Anything's possible. A spam phase. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a self destruct. I'm self destructing. I'm going through a yeah. self destructive spam phase. For, for any male listeners out there who are offended by the spam comparison, I will say I went to Hawaii this year. I had some spam. It's all right. It's like a – Oh, God. Spam's I'm not going like to offend males. Over there, though, oh, right? no. And, oh, no. Our male listeners are so pretty understanding. Of, um, yeah. Any of our male listeners who are shocked by any of our content, you'll notice on your phone this podcast is called Dyking Out. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Quite literally. Listen, not like, It's weird. I listened to this lesbian <laughs> podcast and they were not very These nice two- about men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> That was weird. Um, anyway, I'm going to light my house on fire and complain about how hot it is. Also, straight women talk shit about men, too, the same straight amount. Straight women are oh, yeah. vicious and, ta- and they're shit talking because about men. We talk about them in more of like an academic approach. Like, yeah. the, like the, we sort of pick apart like the, like the patriarchal kind of nature of it. But women will just straight up talk shit about like their actual, like their dicks or like their gen- or any or their personalities or like. They'll attack them personally. The, the worst things I've heard about men have come from straight women because they have to deal with their worst aspects, and it's I understand true. it. I would love to attack their dicks, but I don't know enough about them, honestly. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I don't think it takes much. I think it just takes, like, the I slightest... I got some photos I can send you. <laughs> the sl- <laughs> Uh, well, I would never do that to you, for the record. That would be so mean and weird. S- Sarah and I write for this uh, feminist show called The Box Show, and sometimes in the writer room, uh, because our head writer loves the D, uh-huh. so we'll get into this conversation uh, that goes into detail about things that 
I Sarah and I, I have just, no idea yeah, about. You can literally feel Carolyn and I not understanding what's happening in the conversation or like, I'm like what? Kind Is of this? looking into the air like, what? Like this we're just mystified by all this talk about dicks in the room. And about semen. I just like I, I never have zero knew. experience with never it. Never knew. Dicks I'm okay, I'm actually okay with, but this the semen, I can even barely say the word. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a it's a rough word to say. It does not it does not roll off the tongue easily, like for you. lack of a better word. <laughs> It prepares you for what it is. Just <laughs> so you know, it's yeah, bad. Yeah, that is a word that it's going to be wet and it's bad. <laughs> sets the expectation properly. Yeah, you're all going to drown, kids. <laughs> I don't know why I have um, kids. I'm going to ruin something for your whole life. Okay. I'm told that it smells exactly like white truffles. Have you ever had truffles over anything? Oh, I or- haven't. I love truffles, and that person lied. Really? I've I've been told by a couple people. I worked in a restaurant, <gasps> and the smell of them. One day, like, three different people mentioned it. They were like, why does it smell like jizz in here? Is it because of, it's black truffles. No, no, I'm sorry. Black truffles smell like that. Black White truffles, tr- not so much. Those are more, like, aromatic. But the, the black truffles, for some reason, apparently oh, yeah. smell like jizz. And it came from, one straight man said it. He was like, it smells like, he said something really fucking vulgar. I won't even say it. But <laughs> he implied that it smells like semen in the room. And someone else was like, yes, that's what that is. And they were like, it's the truffles. So everyone go out in the world and explore you on your own. But you truffles for me. I but that's, I really can't afford them anyway, as we I know, discussed right? before. I live on the train, so I'm yeah. not going to be eating a lot of truffles. See, I've heard that it tastes like coconut water. Really? And I knew I I've didn't also heard coconut bleach. water. It, it's, bleach? it's similar bleach. to coconut water in a lot of ways. It's a little more, it's like sour. It's, it's, it just tastes oh, sour. God. It's like sour coconut water. It's like if someone mixed coconut water with like a little bit of sour milk. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not missing. <laughs> and out. sometimes it shoots <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Hope my parents are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Hypothetically, it could shoot. Hypothetically, in face. part of our promo is that we mail a bunch of like promotional materials to your parents. Yeah. So they're we definitely going to listen. Are really good about Send spreading them a short the word. Clip. <laughs> We put, this all on a, we put it on a CD and we mail it to them. Literally all you have to do is tag me in something on Facebook and my mom will probably listen to it. It's really it's – it's a problem. <laughs> and then we just pretend – when I see her, we just pretend that she doesn't know all these horrifying things about me. Uh, I blocked my dad on Facebook, so I'm hoping he doesn't find this and I'm hoping nobody brings it up at Thanksgiving. Oh, man. I block – we're friends, but I block him from all my posts because he comments very embarrassing things. Um, and then, and then because uh, – he can't see any of my stuff. When I comment on somebody else's post that's public, then he'll comment on that. So yeah, because they don't have very many friends. It's not good. parents, right. yeah. and so they no. they yeah, see everything. Twenty two friends. Yeah. They literally they see, see everything. The algorithm we of do. things that pop yeah. up is just all things related to you. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they good. and they like it all. And, yeah, or listen to it silently, which is creepy. Yeah, you're. This is a. I'm sub podcasting right now <laughs> like mom <laughs> you have a problem <laughs> anyway back to the regular scheduled programming oh that's great uh, so when uh when i first came out um i came out as bisexual mm-hmm. i did too to myself for a few hours <laughs> and then yeah. i was like no, I'm not even going to do that like i'm not even going to try the it's gray a area thing. thing yeah yeah because it's like it's kind of for people who are just like completely gay, I think it it makes it a little. It sort of softens the blow. Like, to be like it well, seems maybe, less weird. Maybe I do like guys and girls. Like yeah. maybe I can just like everyone. And then it's just like, no, I don't. 
it seems less weird and then you find out everyone hates bisexuals. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was yeah. like, at the beginning, it seems like safe and then when you're an, an adult, you're kind of like whispering it at parties like, yeah. I'm bisexual, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's So what do you think kind of feed, feeds into this bad rap that bisexuals have? Is it is it the, the hats they wear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's bisexual. I feel like it's not really true bisexuals that people have. Well, first of all, people get maybe if you get your heart broken by someone, then maybe you could blame that on bisexual. You know, like if, yeah. if, a, if, if someone breaks your heart and then they ha- go on to a relationship, to a heterosexual relationship, you could say like uh, fucking bisexuals. And it's like, no, you just got your heart broken by this one person. But yeah. also um, – I feel like uh, it's more women, straight women who say that they like women, but they don't really mean it. Right. And yeah. then maybe they'll sleep with a le- like maybe they'll sleep with a woman just kind of for experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens quite a lot. And then they take all the spots on LGBT shows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just sending my video into the void, waiting to get booked. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Engelbert. <laughs> hey. Oh, that one. Yeah. That's funny. That's good. That's good. That's a good name. I'll throw it out there. There you go. Yeah. This is not the first time that name has been brought up with me on a podcast. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, I think that, that I, I think that happens a lot and that might be why bisexuals get a bad rap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be, I think that's where it comes from, is that every lesbian has that, like, 21-year-old story where they fell in love with some girl and then she, you know, went back to dating guys or whatever. So then it's just, like, this warped, like, never again, like, kind of kind of thing that, I don't know. I suppose that's what it is. But I, uh, my my girlfriend is, she doesn't identify as gay or bisexual or straight or anything really I don't know. She doesn't really identify as anything anymore, but she was with men basically her whole life until we were together, which if you would have told me that 10 years ago, I'd be like, absolutely not. I would never, ever, I will never, ever date a woman who's ever, ever dated a man her whole life. That's realistic. She's (laughs) even seen a dick. Get out of my house. (laughs) You like give them a test. You're like, what does a dick look like? (laughs) Show them pictures and they get it right. Draw a picture of like a fire, picture of like a fire truck, a dick. She's and a little yet. baby chicken. <laughs> She's like, isn't the Which chicken? Which one of these is a dick? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you can enter my room. <laughs> anyway, so you're, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I The way I used to think about bisexual women was very much in that, like, oh, my God, no, no way. I would never date a bisexual woman. Like, how, da- how dare they have the best of both worlds or, or at least the option to, I don't know. But that was my more kind of ignorant 21-year-old self. Yeah. And I mean, like 27 year old, eight year old self. It's funny, the best of both worlds. It's like so funny to think of dating in that way because now yeah. I don't think of dating that way at all. I'm just like, oh God, anyone could break no. my heart. <laughs> uh, I know. I think when you're young, it's like, and you oh, have, they're all so great. Yeah. <laughs> you're so lucky. You get to date them all. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is just this like pride, this like total catch that's that just you waiting win. for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think of it in the opposite like, now. I'm like, every human is a bomb that could can explode I, my life. <laughs> everyone is like, Everyone has baggage. Everyone's trash. It's the worst. Yeah, dating is, like, <laughs> so hard and scary and, like, complicated. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, sometimes I wish that I could just say – that I could write off a whole – you know, I like yeah. – when people say that, they'll be like, ew, dicks. I'm, like, so je- – I'm kind of jealous in a way that you get to kind of – just yeah. be like, I don't like you. There's nothing this man can do that could get 
they could get one of you guys to like fall in love with him no. and no. they show up at his house at 3 a.m. like crying oh because men are gaslighting nightmares. And <laughs> it's like, it's really, it would really be appealing to me the idea of not being attracted to men. I, I would love that. Yeah. I, I would love it. It's great. You know what I mean? It's, we're, we're, we're progressive now. It's 2017. <laughs> you can marry whoever the fuck you want. Hopefully, mm-hmm. once we get this asshole on the office, yeah. then we can, like, you know, move in we that direction. We can really lean into that whole, like, yeah. we can do whatever we want thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Like, I want to be part of the, like, in, in college, all my friends were queer and LGBTQ, and it was, um, it was great. Montreal was pretty gay. Montreal was very gay, especially for me because I was very gay while I was there. But yes, it's a great city to be a lesbian in. Like it's such Mm -hmm. a fun. It's just such a such a vibrant community, and you feel a part of something, and um, and it's great. But then on the other hand, I also have a lot of straight friends, Mm -hmm. and um, have had a lot of straight relationships, and it's kind of like that's. It is kind of weird sometimes to be caught in. To be sort of be part of both worlds. What are some of the differences that you have experienced when um, you are in a committed relationship with a woman compared to one with a man? Um, I'm sorry, committed relationship with a man? Is that a thing? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that that was possible, but if you're out there and you're interested, (laughs) give me a call. I thought they just burst into flames if they they made that kind of decision. You become some kind of magician? What are you? Committed. Um, uh, when you were in school at Hogwarts, I've, 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 I've had a few. I have had a few like brief, short, committed relationships with men. Um, with straight men, uh, with cis men. Um, I. Uh, what are differences? Um, well, with women, everything moves really quickly, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you're no way. <laughs> um, and it's it's really uh, it's pretty it's great it's great yeah it's yeah. better. It's better. I read an article once uh, written by a uh, bisexual lady, and Mm -hmm. she was saying that the difference that she notices across the board in in her relationships is that when she's with women, she's a lot more confident Mm -hmm. and feels better about her body and doesn't have to worry about, like, what is she thinking or I can't do that or – and not as afraid to – communicate your emotions yeah and that with men it's a lot more oh my god i feel fat i feel this is he gonna think that am i yeah and when they and men tend to be emotionally i also i i can't really blame men because partially is the people that i choose to date is yeah i like emotionally unavailable people so that's like more of an intimacy issue than (laughs) i can't blame that on all men there are emotionally available nice men out there and I have a lot of friends who are in happy relationships with these great guys Mm -hmm. and they they're all all of their friends always describe their relationship as like a lesbian relationship because (laughs) because the man is like kind and a good listener and like those are uh, all traits that we associate with women yeah Yeah. so it's kind of it's like kind of interesting (laughs) that like when there are heterosexual relationships that work that people tend to like perceive them as like oh wow that must be a gay relationship. Yeah, yeah if you both have empathy, it must yeah. be. <laughs> you must both be. My one boyfriend of. is a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's not totally. It's not all. It's not all. Hashtag not all men. Um, <laughs> really important that I say that because I don't want to hurt their hashtag feelings. Hashtag just all so the ones fragile. that I date. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, yeah, my experience in my experience with women, uh, more emotionally like available, things moved quicker. Um, and better communication, more confident, don't have to shave, 
that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is good. We're going to use this in our propaganda <laughs> yeah. for, for recruiting season. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I, it's I'm just spreading, around the corner. I'm spreading Turn the anyone word. who's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't practice what I preach necessarily, but I do preach it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So I, I found there was um, a Pew Research survey in 2013, and it found that 84% of self-identified bisexuals in committed relationships have a partner of the opposite sex, while only 9% are in same-sex relationships. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that might be why people hate bisexuals. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just but gave a number. <laughs> the, the empirical data <laughs> yeah. were the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so we have talked about it a little bit before from, from one angle, mm-hmm. that if um, – if you have an option of getting to live a more normal life mm-hmm. and not have to deal with all of the stigmas and the hardships and uh, upsetting your family and mm-hmm. then feeling like very uncertain about who who you are anymore and that kind of thing, that's why a lot of people might just think, you know, it's just easier to mm-hmm. be in a same-sex relationship. Also, like if you want to have kids – um, and you don't like turkey basters like yeah. that. <laughs> Which is crazy because what is not to love about a yeah. turkey baster? Right? They're so cute. <laughs> they are. Turn them upside down. They look like they're a little person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to tell my kids how they were conceived. Right. <laughs> uh, go in I the mean, kitchen, no, open the top straight, drawer. <laughs> straight couples aren't really excited to tell their kids yeah. how they were No, no. I mean, I think it's a lot better. And than then right. daddy <laughs> came inside me. <laughs> And mommy were really oh, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy tied me up. <laughs> yeah. So um, a- another factor, though, is just the odds are in favor of being mm-hmm. in a heterosexual relationship. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you, when you're when your potential like pool, your 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 kind of your dating pool, so to speak, is so much broader when you are. In a heterosexual situation, I guess yeah, just mathematically sure. that does make sense, I yeah. suppose. And uh, heterosexual men tend to be more, like, f- way more forward, just in terms of me. Like, I just get, oh, a- sure. I get asked out pretty much only by men. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. if I want to date a woman, then I have to do more work, mm-hmm. which is tough because I already don't really, like, want to do work to date any. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I'm so- it's tough. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. 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 No, it definitely is a lot more work, or I feel like. It's Almost not... any relationship I've been in, I've had to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, Whatever podcasts are available. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I, I don't have any experience dating men, but I, from what I'm told by my friends and my girlfriend, is that it is it's exhausting in a different way. Like it is that more kind of emotional. Well, it's 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 probably more emotionally exhausting being with a woman for her because you have to actually be in touch with your emotions and stuff. And you know, and like the other, she's like, I'm not used to the person I'm with ha- having that like emotional awareness or like having to do the emotional work that comes in a relationship because with men, it's just so it just, that's not there because they're not in touch with that kind of thing. They can just kind of like shrug anything off and not, not actually talk about things like she's done. She, I mean, we've done like so much more, more talking probably in our one year together than yeah. 
she ever did with men in general, but that's that can be perceived as a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I just I can't imagine like they just seem so like the male friends that I have, the cis straight men that I'm friends with are so just completely unaware of yeah. the things that they're like doing and saying like when they're dating someone or something and like, oh I don't know, I'll just I'll probably text her later. I'm like what do you mean you'll she's probably text at home her right later. now, staring yeah, like, at her phone, wondering think, if she should blow dry her hair? Or I think not. we had plans. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've heard guys say that. I like I don't know. We might like go out later. I don't. I don't really know. And yeah. then they'll just go back to do, they're just blissfully like doing whatever thing they're yeah. doing. I'm like, why don't what? What do you mean you don't know? Like it's so frustrating. It's a very problematic system. Like the whole and because a lot of stuff is learned. I, yeah. I don't know how much of it is like inherent that men don't have empathy. Uh, maybe some of it, but I think a lot of it is just like women are learn are taught to communicate our feelings and yeah. our emotions and. And and men don't have to do that, so women have to do all of the emotional labor in yeah. relationships, which is pretty exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just not a good system. And then when you have two women dating, I think it it works well in terms of like the power balance tends mm-hmm. to. But then at the same time, like I have dated a woman who was kind of a sociopath and like lacked empathy, you know, mm-hmm. and I've dated oh, yeah. men Those who are, are out there. And yeah. I've dated straight men who are really sensitive and, and good at sharing their feelings. So I guess, Oh, for sure. But those yeah. are obviously kind of the minorities mm-hmm. in situation. Yeah. Less likely. Yeah. I think sharing, sharing the emotional workload is nice. Um, it probably creates more emotional workload. <laughs> probably, but yeah. but you're like, we we're in it together. We can move this. Yeah. Mountain. We each do 85% of the emotional work. <laughs> if you want to add that up. <laughs> It's just, I don't know, but I, ugh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had past relationships, too, with women who were closed off and unable to uh, communicate mm-hmm. and uh, ended up in divorce. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say who I'm talking yeah. about. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, name names here, but my ex-wife. Alex Engelbert. <laughs> it's Alex Engelbert. <laughs> I don't actually know who this person is. I feel like a little, like I need to, I almost Google uh, who Alex Engelbert is. It, it's okay. Anytime she encounters me, she's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> and for the ninth time. Oh, <laughs> Just, one of those people. Yeah. Well, if this podcast gets out, she's going to know who you are. Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Shit's going to hit the fan. <laughs> this is where we come to talk shit about people by their first and last names <laughs> who we know probably won't hear this. It's it, it <laughs> pretty fun. I think last time I did a show with May was when this person was there and someone had to physically hold her back from trying to like lash out at me. What? <laughs> at, at Comedy Fight Club. Because oh. I, I included her in some <laughs> Did some she think joke. it was a real fight club? What happened? Oh, I don't I don't know. Yes. But and then she like came up and said a few choice word, yeah. <laughs> words to me. You're the last like, person on earth I could ever picture in a physical fight. <laughs> I mean, like, stop. I would honestly, like, I think my mom would have a better chance in a fist fight on the street. And she's like a sweet woman, like this little Midwestern lady. God, I can, I can barely carry my groceries from Trader Joe's. Like, there's no way. There is just no way. I'm going to get myself involved in a fight. That was one time I was thankful for men for holding yeah. uh, oh, a crazy lady back. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, men are good for that kind of thing. They are good for and the like physical, physical labor, labor. And, yeah, yeah, like yeah. home maintenance, let me tell you. Like, yeah, light yeah, bulbs. I can do most of that shit. But yeah, I've done it all. Yeah, you're right. Furniture delivery, so I. I mean, that's it's great Yeah, to see a few Furniture delivery, up, yeah. Like, wow, you all just carried that in one one swoop upstairs. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Here's your money, you Neanderthals. <laughs> 
Go spend it on beer. <laughs> Being a lesbian has taught me to be good with a drill. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to install a flat panel TV into the wall. You do, yeah. I watched a man do it once. Right. And then I learned myself. So that's like, it. men are good for the YouTube videos about doing home maintenance that yeah. we can watch and then act like it's some sort of inborn, like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just handy because I'm gay. It's like, no, I just, I watched a thousand YouTube videos on how to do this. And I did trial and error. Because, yeah, you ha- you're you like, well, I'm going to have to do this one yeah. day. Which is how I feel, too. Because, like, yeah, I'm single. So I'm like, I got to just do with my own shit. So yeah. I don't have to, like, sleep with a guy just to get, like, a light bulb change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's got the time? <laughs> <laughs> I could change my own oh light bulb. Oh, my God. I really can't. That's I need how help. tall step ladders <laughs> were invented. They were invented by a woman who was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't need these men. I am done with this. <laughs> She created what if like, you added one more step to these little ladders? <laughs> she created the first lesbian commune. She was like, yeah. women, gather together. We don't need men. We have a stepladder. <laughs> they worship how, a stepladder at like the top of a hill. That's how Lilith Fair was started. <laughs> oh, amazing. Is Lilith Fair still like a relevant thing? Is it still a thing? Like a No. Solo? They oh, they brought it back you're and a then 90s realized. Kid when. Yeah. <laughs> They brought back Lilith Fair and then realized people didn't care right. as much. Uh, Tegan and Sarah, I think, headlined the last of Lilith course. Fair. Yeah. Is there any sort of like musical, aside from just any Tegan and Sarah concert, that's like a class, like more of like a lesbian? Like is Katie Lang still doing Katie shows? Lang. I don't know. Ani DeFranco, I think. Oh, yeah. Ani I guess DeFranco that would be. Still, yeah. I've seen, whenever, sometimes if I'm like, you know, hanging out with queer friends and I start to feel like, Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like I fit in. You know, like I feel like I'm not, I don't know, like not queer enough. I'll just be like, I saw Ani DeFranco in concert 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Like, then you're the president I'm, I'm of the group. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll accept me again. I know I've shared this story before, but real quickly, just so May can enjoy it. Uh, one time I tried going to an Ani DeFranco concert and I went on Craigslist for tickets. And then mm-hmm. uh, I got a phone call from my ex girlfriend saying, Do I need to explain why I won't sell you my tickets? Oh my God. That's how of a small world it was. My ex-girlfriend yeah, was the one that put this. the Ani DeFranco tickets up that on Craigslist. By far the gayest Whoa. situation anyone could find themselves in. So I've never in. seen Ani DeFranco, even though I, I like, lived in Buffalo for years. You know what? And that's being Ani denied Ani DeFranco <laughs> tickets by who yeah. you thought was a stranger on the internet. I have seen Tegan and Sarah, though, three I times now. I saw them this week. Oh really? So many lesbians, and we were we were at like the intersection for walking to the theater. And my wife looks around, and she's like, "I've never been surrounded by this many lesbians." I'm like, "Wait till we get inside. Yeah. Just wait till we get in there." <laughs> they have IPAs oh, on draft in so there. Sad. You're gonna see a lot. <laughs> oh. I the other like pop cultural thing that needs I need to get like my gay card ripped away from me, but I. I'm not really a fan of Tegan and Sarah. I only know like two of their songs. Wow. I know. Isn't that the worst? Well, you haven't had a breakup that was crippling <laughs> <Yes>. enough <laughs> to warrant listening to The Con. I know. I Ten feel times so... a day. Oh, God, The Con. You are. Wow. I need to listen to that album that, and the, know the, it. The, the tour was uh, the Con 10-year okay. reunion tour. So oh, okay. they played through that album and then some of their Yeah. Other no songs. clue. I would recommend if you want to get into Tegan and Sarah, if you're looking to, you know. Sure. Uh, their first album, or not their first album, the one so that jealous? has my number on it. I, it has my if if I gave you my number, and it had 
I don't know. You know what? It'd be a better thing to suggest if I knew what it was called. <laughs> like, you know the one with I the white cover that has their to faces the con on because, it? Yeah. Because everyone talks about that album, so maybe... That one's good, too. Yeah. I'll um, do that. The recent stuff's a little poppier, so I could see not being as into it, maybe. Yeah. I was really into Missy Higgins for the longest time. Do you? Are you into her at all? Why, I'm not, but that's say, pretty gay. Super gay, right? She is actually right, with yeah. a guy and has a kid, but... What? She, I know. She was kind of one of our Bisexuals. like little daikons in college See, that we lost. Now exactly. I know how you feel about <laughs> yeah. us. Missy Higgins, bisexual musician. Just know that she's lives. very unhappy in that relationship. Yeah. I hope it's a miserable marriage. <laughs> she's doing all the emotional labor. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but she's yeah. accepted by society. No, it's, you know, I, it's a weird thing. I, I wonder if, if like even, I don't know. I don't know why so many women end up I, I when I think about it, it's kind of like for me. I feel like I could go either way, but I am in Brook. I live in Brooklyn. All my friends are progressive. Half mm-hmm. my friends are queer, so yeah. it's like n- easy. Yeah. But um, in most parts of the country, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if you're if you're bisexual and you're living in one of the Dakotas or something, yeah. <laughs> it might be a little bit tougher to yeah to live that bi life. Yeah. Hashtag. No way. Um, but yeah, I, c- college was an interesting time for getting with women who mm-hmm. ended up with men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most of the women that I had any sort of experience with in college, actually, yeah, almost all of them are with men now, like married kids, that whole thing. Yet they were the ones like cornering me at parties and asking me to go make out. But whatever. Actually, oh, there's only one... That I know, because I didn't have that much game in college, but or, or at any time <laughs> in my life, let's be honest. I've never had game, all right? Uh, but there, there was one curse. short period where... where uh, it's creepy to have game, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm really good at uh, picking yeah. up chicks. <laughs> it's what they say about me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for validating. It is the worst. No, it made me feel better I about... I don't have game either, but I feel like it's a creepy uh, thing to have a lot of. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, so so there was this this one woman who seemed so gay to me, mm-hmm. and um, we went on a couple of dates. I really liked her. Uh, she kind of stopped seeing me uh, in favor of a necrophiliac, but that's a story right. for another time. <laughs> and we're having uh, a necrophiliac episode, so <laughs> definitely gonna tune in for that one. What the fuck? She right. just casually drops. Uh, my ex left me for a dead guy. <laughs> no big deal. I'll talk about that on another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then after like Facebook stalking years later, this person uh, she's married to this older, like super frumpy, super ugly dude, really? and uh, had a baby with him. And oh. she's gorgeous. She's this gorgeous woman, yeah. and I'm just like. What a shame. That is what a, a shame. Loss. Yeah. He might have an amazing day. <laughs> well, that, sorry. You know he might have one worthy her, of so a sorry, picture. Her, your face <laughs> looked so upset when I said that. She's like, ugh. I know. I don't even know how that could. Uh, I don't know how it happens. It just know. does. Frumpy, frumpy dudes can get just about whatever they want. Like, I, I don't know why. It's just like the most mediocre men are no. still kind of doing okay out yeah. there. Well, because attractive guys can literally do anything. Yeah. Else. Like attractive yeah. guys are literally like, I don't even, what are they Frumpy doing? guys are just like the attractive guys, only they're 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 going to put a ring on it eventually. Like they will commit yeah. because they know they they have to. Yeah. yeah. But attractive guys, no way. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so weird. Whenever you see an attractive guy with a woman that's like a little less attractive mm-hmm. than they are, you're like, wow, what a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's how everyone wow, must be so this one. Someone wrote a 2,000 word long form think piece on why he's amazing. He's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend who I had, had a really. I a chubby girl once too. My what friend a had saint. like a really hot husband and uh, he was like tall, British, super good looking. And she'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I'm like, stop. You're, you're right. great. You're awesome. She's like, no, it's intimidating to be with somebody who's this gorgeous i'm I've like ha- yeah i've had that experience but but guys I mean, I do think, it all the time Shlobby yeah guys do it all the time and they're never feeling like i've literally Ooh. broken up with a guy because he was too attractive <laughs> and i was insecure <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really it oh, is a nightmare great. and to yeah. have other women like want the guy that you're with is a really horrible feeling too i hate yeah. that so, well there medium- are so few good ones <laughs> Yeah, I can kind of identify yeah, with that. I would in feel the, more protective too. Yeah, if, if I found like one of the three good men that are right. single. Oh my in god! New York, yeah, yeah. It's like, I can't imagine away. how. I, honestly, I, I can understand the jealousy that straight girls go through with dudes. Because if I had one of the four good ones in the world, I would be just. I would. She bumped it up. I would four. carry knives on <laughs> me. Like, like there's would, three. You're like no, there's four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's there's go to be like them. Four, There's at least five. four. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I'd be super protective too because it's like it's the one you have the one. It's like with those people that have rare cars. Like there's only yeah. six of these Porsches manufactured in the yeah. whole world, and you have one of them. Yeah, yeah you're gonna lock your garage at night. Like, yeah, you gotta because you have the the good cov- one. Cover it with some type of protective. <laughs> yeah, cover. Lock it in your basement dungeon. I would dungeon. have a tarp and like a chain and padlock for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of I kind of relate to that too because my girlfriend is like kind of obscenely hot like in a way that's like what like you look at her and you're like I don't understand how anyone's this just she's so conventionally attractive and she is literally constantly hit on by mostly men but the occasional women will look at her and I don't think she notices that but I notice it and I'm like I it feels kind of good because I'm like yep my girlfriend but also I'm like at any time she's gonna realize that my my bullshit is not worth it and get the (laughs) fuck out of this relationship (laughs) Oh man, it's all right. Kiss me on my toes. <laughs> that would really that I, that would annoy me. Is like other people. Is it worse if it's men or women? Hey. Oh, it's well, it's it's women don't say anything to her, but men yeah. do. And yeah. she works at an she works in the restaurant business as a like oh. a wine expert at this really nice restaurant. So yeah. nothing but like Wall Street dudes coming in and out all day long, and they're just like the most talk about like confidence. Those guys will just lead right in with. They just assume that you're single and that you want them, and it's just you want that I don't D. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just the world that she lives. So, I mean, she and she deflects it all pretty pretty easily. I mean, it's been her whole life that this has been happening. So, I don't know. It's interesting though, but it's it kind of sucks because a lot of she tells me all the time. She's like, when you're not standing next to me, I people will just come up to me and talk to me. Like men will approach her on the street. Like the catcalling is just out of control. It's honestly a nightmare. Unless, uh, yeah, and I'm like, I, I really I, feel badly about me that. Too, yeah. 
That sucks. That's just no way to live. I'd still choose it in a second, but I feel yeah. badly for her. Yeah. Definitely. It's like society has placed such a high premium on like being conventionally attractive. Yeah. That you'll take it. No, you're like, yeah, that sucks. I. How do I get that? Yeah. <laughs> how do I get to the point where I'm? Being how do I get to the point where my life is misery because I'm attractive? <laughs> I have. I, I'm miserably hot. <laughs> I have. I. I yeah. I, I like used to hook up with a girl who was too. Super hot, babe. Yeah, like, like kind of modely, and also life, like just, pe- it's just really annoying. And yeah, and when we went out together, people would harass us so like we couldn't even really go in public, right? Which is insane. That's crazy. Like people would like yeah. p- take pictures of us if we made out. It was very. Uh, oh yeah, uh, definitely. In, yeah, this was like not that lo- like you no. know this is not in 1960 yeah <laughs> just to clarify you're not 78 years old yeah. <laughs> it'd be funny if I added that in of course I'm talking yeah. about 1964 and again yeah, those, this was the 70s so it was a little different back then <laughs> a little but... different back then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of like sometimes I just look at her and I'm like I I don't get it I don't understand this like I don't know I just feel it's it's I don't know it's more of like a joke with us but it is a different the way that she has to like navigate the world. It's just it's like she's in a minefield, and it's so like cisgender, you know, women who fall under even like any sort of like oh look how pretty she is or whatever. It is it's a really really bizarre place for her. Every Uber driver, every single time she gets in a cab, she texts me two minutes later. This guy's already asking me creepy questions. Oh or my like, god! The one a few days ago was this guy is. She was in an Uber, I think on the way home from work or something, and this guy's telling her that he remembers her from a from another ride at some point. No. And remembers where he's like, Oh yeah, I remember you live over here. And she's like, Ugh, like just why is it all the fucking time? It's exhausting. God, that sucks. And it's not that it's obviously just like Oh, these poor pretty girls. It's all women have to have to face no, this society shit constantly. punishes women for being attractive for just, yeah. or for being unattractive yeah. or for just existing. Or just yeah. yeah. May, you mentioned something earlier about feeling um, maybe like you don't fit into queer spaces Yeah, sometimes. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, first I want to let you know, sometimes I don't feel like I fit into queer spaces. Oh, yeah. Really? So, yeah, even though I'm super gay, I do I, – I think they're sometimes – I don't know. I guess I think they're be- a little because exclusive you're, sometimes. Well, because you're you're you've always kind of felt like an outsider. Uh-huh. So in any group situation, you feel like, oh, do I really belong here? But I'm um, like, they're not all laughing uproariously at my jokes, so they all hate me. Yeah. <laughs> Lesbians are a tough crowd. Yeah, I'm Lesbians sure. Lesbians are a very tough crowd. They, I like. Do you guys find that as comics that like? Queer spaces or queer crowds are a little harder as far as like getting laughs. I do great with gay men. Gay men are the best. Lesbians, not so much. Really, I I could see that. I mean, sometimes because my material—it depends on the jokes you. Yeah, my material can be very lesbian heavy, and then they they appreciate that. Yeah, if I'm on a lineup where there is no other queer person. Uh, then I'll do really well with with lesbians. But then if it's some type of show where it's all queer people, then I'm being judged. Yeah. Interesting. I think. I think I don't feel that way, but I haven't – maybe I just haven't had that experience yet. Or it's like – Or maybe lesbians just look mean. I don't know. Sometimes I look and there's just like scowls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Or I've just like had a few – I can think of a few like lesbian-heavy shows that I did that went really well, so I'm associating them with that. And it's like I haven't done that many LGBTQ shows. Um, But 
I am so used to men hating my comedy that the fact that like <laughs> lesbians are women automatically they're gonna like it way more than right. half the room. So yeah, no, I'm just I, like rather lesbians over men, straight men any day. I think they like it. I think they're just not big laughers. Mm, that that's got to be it. They've like been like they've been hurt by comedy. That's another thing. Like the queer community has been just uh, pummeled yeah. by comedy over and over again. So sure. of course they're sitting there like on the edge of their seats, like oh god, who? When are they gonna make a tranny joke? When are they gonna make a tranny right. joke? You know, yeah. it's like and it might and it's probably gonna happen. And then that fucking sucks. Yeah. I, I keep swearing. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's fine. Okay. That's okay. Well, that's true, though, that, yeah, we're kind of programmed to be the the punching bags of comedians. And even, like, even gay comedians do it. Like, yeah. gay male comedians that make fun of lesbians or lesbians making fun of gay guys the other way around or whatever. It's I just make fun like, of lesbians. If I have to all, hear... Yeah, I mean, it's fine when we say it. <laughs> okay. But if, it's... <laughs> but if I have to hear another joke, and Emma Wilman has called this out, if I have to hear another joke where, like, somebody looks bad and they're like, I look like a lesbian, I'm mm-hmm. like... Uh, lesbians are hot so yeah. get out you know what yeah. I mean like I can, yeah. I can you list, wish you look like a lesbian it, yeah like <laughs> lesbians know how to p- put their selves together and yeah. like I have seen many lesbians who are way hotter than you disgusting man like yeah. no yeah you're you look like a man. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah. don't look like a lesbian. That makes me really upset. And I guess I can sort of understand why queer audiences are like not ready to laugh. Yeah. Like, yeah, get on sense. board because <laughs> and the straight men the, who aren't laughing are doing it because they just feel comedy being ripped away from their from from their clenches, I guess. And, I don't know. Yeah, they're threatened by funny women. Yeah. They're like, well, I was told this would never happen. <laughs> That women would be funny and on stage. <laughs> I, I feel like I mostly have men come up to me after shows and be like, that was really good. Or really? like, you were one of my favorite, more so than women. Huh. Okay. That's really interesting. For me, it's always women. Really? Yeah, men hate my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I've accepted it. And you know what? I think that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's okay. Like, oh, I'm, it's I'm fine. not. It's not, not everything's for it, them. It's, yeah. it's straight men. Like, it's, I'm yeah. just, I'm, my comedy's not for straight men. They don't get it. Like, it's, it's not, that's not what, what a lot of them think is funny. Not all, all of them, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the regular ones. Other comics, male comics sometimes think I'm pretty funny, but like, yeah. regular dudes, no. Yeah. I think that means you're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you. Because it takes like a higher level of comedy to appeal to like get past that kind of, that crust of like white straight men who will just think like the, the who think the lowest denominator of comedy is so funny like punching down on people or whatever but if you're telling jokes that are going over their heads and making women or queer people laugh then I think you're I think Thanks. you're doing all right and I guess like the goal is when I think about my favorite comics I think of people that are funny to everyone mm-hmm. so I guess that's the goal but you know at four years in if I can make women and queer people laugh sometimes I'm like that's good yeah, yeah I'm good <laughs> this is my Madison Square Garden yeah <laughs> I really, really wanted, so I'm happy. This is my Netflix special. Seriously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel that way. I'm like, wow, I just made eight lesbians laugh. Cool. Yeah. I can, I'm Once on the my top. TV deal coming yeah. in. Yeah, I want someone to do a Netflix special with, like, no men in the yeah. audience. Oh, in the audience. Yeah, that would be, that would be interesting. Yeah. My best friend growing up wants to start a show that we would do together in Boston that would be all, all, I guess, Female and like queer audiences, mm-hmm. but maybe like no cis men. We're yeah, thinking. that would yeah. work. Yeah, no cis men, because uh, yeah, just to see what that would be like as a like a, I, it is really a safe space, but it would be just like a, because the reason that safe space is a term is because um, a lot of spaces are just not safe right. for women and <laughs> queer people. So it's I love how people love to be like, ew, safe space. Like, ew, personal safety. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you not wanting to, you know, be the victim right. of a hate crime, you right. losers? Yeah. 
So I like, know. do they talk that way about seatbelts? Yeah. Know, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, nerds. Yeah, I think oh, they you do. don't want to be flung out of a windshield in a minor wreck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I guess we'll do. all change our lives around that then. <laughs> yeah. I think they do. Yeah, I think they did. I think it, when seatbelts came out, the same people right. that make fun of safe spaces were like, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> My head's strong enough to yeah. not go through the windshield. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Anyway, um, I think it would be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. I, I Definitely when I, I go to a lot of uh, women's only open mics. Yeah. And um, that is really fun. Like, I, lo- I just love that that kind of, I don't know, place to do comedy. It just feels so fun. It feels like anything's on the table. You can yeah. riff. You can, like, get really, really real. No one's afraid to, like, scare someone or say too much. And it's so much fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend. What, one other thing I want to discuss, uh, I was reading that bisexuals, more so than heterosexuals or gay or lesbian identifying people, uh, suffer from greater rates of depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> want to keep listing my problems? How do you know? Where, did you talk to my therapist? What's happening? <laughs> um, um, I found that interesting because I, I, I knew that was true for, alcohol, for addiction, trans people. Alcohol, oh, addiction. Addiction yes, a big yeah, one. That was a big one too. Um, yeah, you got to get drunk so you can make out with everyone at the party. <laughs> A lot of pressure being. <laughs> it's hard because you have to hit on the host and his girlfriend, so yeah. it's like I got to be drunk for that. Um, I uh, I I have a lot of mental health issues. I I have no idea what the connection is to bisexuality. I don't think that it necessarily caused them, but I would imagine feeling like an other since I was a kid mm-hmm. and yeah. feeling aware. I've always known I was queer. I've always known I was a little bit different, like in terms of my gender and my sexuality. I've always felt kind of like a tomboy, mm-hmm. but you know and. I would get attached to, like, my female teachers in a way that was gay. Yeah. 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 It's, like, pretty oh, gay. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Like, vividly. I once gave one yeah. of my teachers um, a, a box, a heart-shaped box with my photo inside. Oh, my. <laughs> and my oh, mom. man. My mom was like, you can't give that to your teacher. Do you but. think teachers like Is she like out there? That? Is she single? <laughs> I bet there's got to be a a place in the teacher's lounge where they just put all their weird gifts that kids kids give them and are like, oh, look at this. Like the hall of future gays. And the teachers are like, look at these future gay kids that we have here. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's got to be. And I definitely – she was like – I remember she was like very like androgynous. I like clearly had a type even Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. (laughs) Um, I had a huge crush on my second grade teacher for sure. Mrs. Woods, she was so hot. I like barely remember what she looked <laughs> like now, are hot. but I, she she was. I just I I I remember not. Obviously, it wasn't like an attraction thing, but I was just like fascinated and like entranced by her because she was so pretty. And I don't know. That yeah, was, it was just like a thing, and I never felt that for any any male teachers. No, and I even had like a really good looking male teacher one year. My fifth grade teacher was like the hot one in the school and nothing. All the, <laughs> other, all the other girls were freaking out over him. And I was like, man. See, I had it yeah. for both. All the teachers. I liked all the teachers. All the teachers. <laughs> man, that must have been No rough. wonder I have depression and anxiety. I liked all my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I had more crushes on teachers than students always. <laughs> oh, sure. That's oh. where like just – I was just a nerd. I think that's why. <laughs> no, it's somebody like in a position of authority. Yeah. And, they, and they're smarter and they're than smart. you. they're smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. So hot. If you're out there and you're a teacher <laughs> – you're hot. <laughs> Congratulations. 
counseling being a hot teacher. Sorry about your summer Kids job. are having weird issues with you, but that's fine. They'll figure out later yeah. that it's totally fine. Um, yeah, I don't know about depression, anxiety, and uh, I mean, it, addiction and bisexuality, but you can kind of figure it out. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was reading that maybe it's because you feel like you don't really belong to any one space, and then it's not like bisexuals really band together because it or queer people it um because it kind of means something different for for everybody yeah um and it's not as black and white as uh i'm Mm -hmm. a lesbian uh i'm super gay Mm -hmm. and yeah i could i can see feeling i mean i know i know other female comics who say when they do uh, queer shows, they feel like, oh, am I supposed to be there? And yeah. it's like, yeah, that way. You, yeah, you can be there. Yeah. You can be on the lineup. I know, but if I'm like... Just I... not Alex Engelbert. <laughs> <laughs> so our random question for the week as we wind down here is, what sport is the dikiest sport? Rugby. Has to be. I was going to say rugby. Too. Oh, my God. Well, only because, like, every gay girl I knew in college was a rugby player. But softball usually takes the reputation. Well, what do you think? Um, dikiest sport. Dikiest sport, rugby or softball. Or basketball. Those are the three or options. Any of them. Yeah. Or track and field. Now, I'm just, like, thinking, like, which sports players would I want to date the most? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, uh, Do you like them tall? Yeah. Um, basketball. Do you like them um, with muscular thighs? Um... I think rugby probably, not to... It's got to be. Yeah, I wish wish I could be a little more controversial, but I agree. I don't think I knew any straight girls who did rugby. Like, it's just, it's a violent sport, and it's like, it's so... It's... You're, like, in the mud, and it's just, like... Wrestling There's nothing even remotely, like, cute or feminine about it. I guess there's really not in any other sport, but there's just no... I don't know. Softball is kind of gay, but all the softball girls from my high school turn out to be straight. I know a few straight in, in air quotes rugby ladies. I knew a straight rugby lady. Yeah, my my cousin and his wife, I believe, met playing rugby. Oh, really? At yeah, that's cool. Uh, but my other cousin, she was a dancer, and then she went to college and started playing rugby. And I was like, "Is this her coming out?" Yeah, and it was. <laughs> oh, great! Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, it made no sense to me that she was playing rugby. <laughs> <laughs> she never seemed like a rugby type, you know. Yeah. It's a big jump from dancing to there, but right. you kind of need to flock to where the gays yeah, are seriously. if you want to be gay. Yeah. It's, uh, My school didn't have a rugby program, but the the next like major university not too far from ours did, and so that's how I knew all those all those gals. Yeah. It was <laughs> They're a fun bunch. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Oh, well, that's our show. Yeah. May, where can people find you online at home? <laughs> <laughs> you look at my home address on uh, OkCupid. Yeah. I'm. Uh, no one wants to date me of either gender. Twenty seven. <laughs> um, Just barely squeezed in under the character limit for screen yeah, names on that one. A long one. The limit's four hundred and fifty <laughs> characters, guys. <laughs> Get to the point. <laughs> um, Twitter. Uh, I'm. I'm Twitter. <laughs> I am Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, I'm shut up May. And on Facebook, May Wilkerson, Instagram, May Wilkerson. Great. Cool. And where can they find out about your shows? Um, Twitter. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah, you'll promote them on Twitter. I, I, I recommend shows. anyone who's listening in New York City to go see May Wilkerson. Uh, I mean this so sincerely that you are one of my favorite comedians in New York City. If I were to do a list of top five 
favorites. You are one of them. And that's uh, so I nice. hope to see you soon. I've heard that before. Yeah. Before oh I've met you. I'm yeah. so honored. <laughs> and honestly, I feel the way about you too. You're a fantastic oh. comedian. I've always thought that. Thank you. Sure. Thank you, May. Wow, this is a great. End. We should make this a, this really a whole segment. Uh, yeah. Would you like to elaborate? What is it about my comedy that you like? Do you have a, do you have a list? <laughs> That's and, great. That's uh, awesome. Remember to rate us on iTunes, leave us a review, tell your friends, tag your friends when we promote the show on Facebook, tag all of the, the lesbians, bisexuals, gay mm-hmm. people. And, Even if uh, they don't know it yet, tag them yeah. and yeah. they'll figure it out. And if you want to trick a man into feeling <laughs> yeah. real bad about himself, tag them too. Follow us at Diking Out on Instagram, Twitter, sort of Tumblr, uh, Facebook. And uh, join us next time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.